Hello, Open Your Hymnal listeners. In just a few short days, Zach and I will be launching our second season of episodes and interviews. Just in time for graduation and commencement season, we'll start with our conversation with composer John Ingotti about his song, I Send You Out. We'll also be welcoming Carol Browning, Father Ricky Manalo, our second conversation with David Haas, and many more. Before we do, we want to share with you this special feature. A few weeks ago, I was able to spend time chatting with Father James Martin for the other podcast that I host, Ministry Monday. In that episode, we discussed a host of topics, including evangelization, maintaining a healthy balance, and navigating culture wars. We had a great conversation, and of course, not all of it was able to fit in the episode. So we saved a few nuggets for you. Today, you'll hear the excerpts of that conversation that deal with liturgical music. Father Jim will share a little bit about his experience with liturgical music and some of his favorite songs. You can hear the rest of my conversation at ministrymonday.org. You can also find a link to that in our show notes for this special feature on our website, openyourhymnal.com. So I hope you enjoy this excerpt, and if you haven't yet, please make sure you are subscribed to Open Your Hymnal so you never miss an episode. And most of all, get ready for season two. Before I begin, I, I, I really want to say not, not only you know how appreciative I am that, that you're joining, but I'm really appreciative of the work that you've been doing, especially with Building Bridges, because I know of so many who are LGBTQ, who love the church, who work for the, who provide such important ministry and witness to the church, who still then, of course, feel at arm's length. And I know that, I know that that can be so painful and challenging. And so the the bridges that you suggest and provide are, are just so sorely needed, especially for those people who are working in the church. I think sometimes we think about this as a people outside of the church, and that that just is not is not accurate. I mean, there are so many people in the church who need those bridges and need to know that people are advocating for them. So, so thank you for that. I know that I know that you're it's really appreciated. You're welcome. It's really appreciated. No, my pleasure. So I want to I'm going to pivot a second to the the topic of liturgical music, right? And so I'm I'm interested to to find out um, just a little bit more about you know your experiences. You mentioned you know you, you like Gregorian chant and you also like folk masses and things. Um, do you do you have any sort of memories growing up or being formed in the church, especially you know in this time when there was a lot of new contemporary Catholic music coming out? Do you remember any of those influences on on you, your connection to the church? Church, your own spirituality? Oh, are you kidding? Of course I do. <laughs> I, uh, like any Catholic, I, um, so I'm 57, which means that, um, uh, to kind of situate myself, I was, uh, first Holy Communion for me was in 1968-69, so that's, it's right after Vatican II. I'm a little boy after Vatican II, and as you know, better than anybody else, um, you know, after the Second Vatican Council, the Church, especially in the United States, needed to kind of find kind of quick things that people could participate in in the music right and so folk mass uh, was was the way to do it and you know frankly when i hear songs like sons of god and whatsoever you do and uh that just brings me right back to being a little boy and being in church and i have those those songs on my phone now and i still sing them and i love them and i know that it's i mean one of the reasons that i 
I agree with what you're saying about who's a good Catholic and who's a bad Catholic, is that even liking those songs, I, I, I saw something on First Things recently, which is a Catholic magazine that said that Sons of God was the worst hymn ever written. And, you know, I really, I think it's my favorite hymn. You know, it's a strange, they have strange lyrics, Sons of God, Hear His Holy Word, Eat His Body, Drink His Blood, It's Sexist Because It's Sons, but... I love it because it just brings me back to my, you know, Epiphany of Our Lord Parish in Plymouth Meeting, PA. So I love that. I entered the Jesuits in 1988, so it was still heavily influenced by the St. Louis Jesuits. I love all those songs. Um, and then, you know, but I also love more traditional songs, too. I love Gregorian chant. I love the different Latin songs. So I'm really kind of eclectic. And that's why I really respond strongly when people say, this is bad and this is a bad Catholic song. Look, anything that helps you to pray or feel closer to God is a good song, you know? Right. And I am not going to tell someone that they can't listen to folk music or praise and worship music or Gregorian chant that it's bad or that you're a bad Catholic or that you're a better Catholic if you listen to this. And so I really, I have really sort of seen so many people hurt by, you know, supposedly devout Catholics telling people what's good and bad liturgical music that I'm really sensitive to saying, hey, you know, that's not my cup of tea, but, you know, I'm glad you like it. Right, right. Now, um, one of my one of my friends and I we host a um, a second podcast that's called Open Your Hymnal, and uh, mm -hmm. so so what we do is we we've picked sort of this like Sons of God. We pick the the songs that have been around for a long time that a lot of people mm -hmm. know and respond to, and then we interview the composer about those songs. So, oh, so we talked to Dan Schutte about Here I Am Lord, right, and Jonkus about On Eagles yep. Wings, and you know everything in between. And, you know, the the purpose of that podcast was really to e explore the songs, to take a song we all know, talk about it, break it open, but, you know, kind of in some cases breathe new life into it because people view something differently than maybe what they, you know, thought of before. Um, but it's amazing to me that we expected a response from it, you know, because people remember that song from Confirmation or from Grandma's Funeral or whatever right. it is. Um, but we got a, a much stronger response than we ever thought we would. And we got an amazing response from people who might not necessarily participate actively in the church any longer, but still have this strong connection to the music and and because because that's still what they have as a, as a foothold an emotional and spiritual foothold and so the power of music you know ritually and liturgically of course is is amazing but we have this whole secondary reality that I don't think we necessarily always appreciate or understand how to how to use that in our own work of reaching people and, and in some cases even bringing them back to the church I also think that I think we underestimate how sensitive people are about the things that they like in their faith and how easily we can damage them. Now, here's, I would say, especially professionals, especially professionals, you know, and I, I've been in, you know, places with, you know, professional liturgical musicians who, when I talk about, you know, um, you know, songs like uh, See Us, Lord, About Thy Altar, um, uh, all that I am. These are all the '60s songs that I remember, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they just they'll roll their eyes or or just laugh. And <laughs> and I often say to myself, boy, if I were a Catholic, and you know, sort of on the edge of my faith and and really struggling, and I I sort of put before uh, you know, I'll I'll say it, a liturgical musician, a song, and they just rolled their eyes or laughed or condemned it, I'd be really hurt. You know, fortunately, I'm a 
I'm a Jesuit priest, and I could give it right back to them, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I think we have to be really careful about, you know, sort of making fun of stuff, whatever it is. Right. You know, if someone comes up to me and says, my favorite song is, Oh, Sacred Head Surrounded, I wouldn't say, oh, you know, that's ridiculous, or that whatever. You know, I wouldn't say that in general about that song anyway. But it's very easy to hurt people. And, you know, I think of Jesus's line about the millstone around your neck. You know, people like these songs, and that's okay. And right. it's okay that they like songs that you don't like or that are not popular or that are seen as too 60s or too 70s or too 80s or too orthodox or too conservative. It's okay because, look, if that gets them to God, that gets them to God. And it's, it's like saying that's the wrong way to pray. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, that's right. just not... That doesn't cut it. Either way, if you say, if you aren't praying the rosary you're a bad Catholic, or if you are praying the rosary, you're a bad Catholic, right? I mean, there are people that go both ways. So it's, it's just being respectful about where people are. And, and I think, too, it, it also helps to underscore the need for the the people who are, are music directors or musicians. You know, I, I, I've known this or I felt this way for a long time, but even more so after doing this Open Your Hymnal podcast is the, the awesome responsibility and opportunity that falls to music ministers who get to choose what the people of God sing and pray you know i mean yeah. that that's amazing i mean when you think about that nobody else gets to do that i mean our yep. our lectionary is set right the eucharistic prayers are set and there's some choices of course if we're going to use you know this eucharistic prayer or that previs or whatever but nobody gets the that same degree of awesome responsibility and good point it is so hard to exercise that responsibility um authentically and responsibly. And I'm not just talking about the how do I pick a song that is musically appropriate or that doesn't have, you know, any sort of theological whatever. I I mean, how do I realize that I'm choosing songs for the people of God to sing and not my own playlist? <laughs> you know. Well, I would say this as speaking as someone from the pews because I'm often in the pews and also someone who does not pick the songs. I'm at a very good parish, uh, St. Ignatius Loyola and also St. Paul the Apostle. Very good music. I think that it's really important to pick songs. You know, here I think are the, this is this is as a non-expert. Uh, I think it's important to pick a mix of songs. You, you have to have at least one song I think that people know, and I mean they can sing it. You know, they know the tune, they're familiar with it, they can sing it. I think a new song is good. I think a traditional song is good. I think a modern song is good. But I, I've been to parishes where it's all new stuff. And I don't even know it. I mean, I go to Mass every Sunday, and I don't know this stuff. And so how are the people of God supposed to know it? And it's almost cruel, you know? Right. My joke is, here's a song, you know, you look down at the bottom, and it says, you know, written last Thursday, yeah. right? <laughs> if they're all written last Thursday, you're in trouble. But then, then, there are the, then there are the parishes that only do old songs, and you feel that it's kind of stuck in the past. And, uh, and then there are parishes that, I will not name names, but do songs that are like performances and you don't feel that you right. can participate at all. Right. Or my, my biggest pet peeve, and I, I'm sure everybody has pet peeves, is the, um, the choir directors that sing them so high that n- no one can sing them. Right. <laughs> right. So I think, it's, I think you're right. It is, it is a very sacred thing, and I think people go to Mass and they judge the Mass based on two things, as you know, the homily and the music, right? Yeah. Now, the homily, you know, I've heard some pretty crummy homilies, too, but, you know, the priest is, uh, the deacon is the only one that can control that. But, yeah, the, the music ministers really, really have a, um, a, a really important responsibility, because that's what people remember. Right. 
Um, and so really, it's very sacred. It is a sacred task. And, and I would say, too, you, you, I think you're right about the homily and music thing. I would say more people are able to make it through a painful homily, given good music, than able to make to, to last through a good homily for through bad music. You know, I think I think you're right there. Well, right, important. because they yeah. they simply I, I was at a parish recently in Philadelphia and I looked around. And people were simply not singing. They just, yeah. because in a sense, they knew that they, they couldn't hit the notes. They didn't know the song. It was poorly arranged. And and so I know it's a struggle. I mean, I know a lot of my friends are music ministers, actually, so I want to be clear. Uh, I know it's a struggle. But I think that it is it is a sacred task, and it is also, you know, as you say, it, it it's, you know, it's one thing that really can affect people's uh, experience of worship. Right, right. Are you yourself a musician? I am not. <laughs> I, mean, I sing a little bit, and I enjoy music, but I, no, I am not. Great. No. I have many friends who are, and are really talented, and as I said, I work at, I think, two of the best parishes in the country in terms of music. Um, but I, even at my, my beloved parishes, I sometimes have critiques. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure, of course, of course. Well, and I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to minister to to a you know church where however many people are in the pews, you have that many plus five different experiences or needs or preferences or whatever. I mean, it's, it's hard to, uh, hard to tick all the boxes. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm really satisfied. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky in New York because these, these parishes that I go to are just off the charts. And I mean, I think anybody who came there would say, boy, this, this music is incredible. Yeah. I send you all the machine of love. I send you all. I send you all the machine.